Hey babes, it's Natalie and I am so excited to be announcing my new roundtable monthly series, The Sister Circle. I have been really working on this event for almost a year. And with Business Babe Army Women's Empowerment Group, I believe this is a great way to help fuel and cultivate the black women into becoming more well-rounded and aware of what it will take to reach our success personally and professionally. My mission with the Sister Circle is to allow young black women to be open about having the conversation with ourselves and one another in order to build a sisterhood, a strong womanhood, and an avenue for all of our successes to manifest in order to do that we must first acknowledge address and take action on things that we either are lacking the understanding of or need more of so I am strategically going to be teaching the attendees on how to truly grasp that meaning of each of the month's theme me and a few other great entrepreneurs young black professionals and social influencers are going to be bringing you amazing monthly events so if you are wanting to come to one of the sister circles the very first one is going to be November 3rd 2018 in Chicago and that month's theme is competition and how to eliminate it so go ahead scroll down go into the show notes and get your tickets now it's free This is CEO Chats, a candid and open convo about business as a female entrepreneur. Because not all CEOs wear suit ties and cufflinks. All right, so our last panel is Make It Make Sense with Natalie and Mecca. Yeah. <laughs> I thought bros about to get thrown out of the other podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, snap, that was zero to 100 so quick. Man. So quick. Man. I talk all the time, know your pocket. Like, I don't think that was his pocket. Like, you were in the wrong pocket there, dog. Like, don't. Yes. And well, in the wrong room for that. Well, you know, when you got alcohol, some things happen. Did somebody have alcohol? I've only had I water. Mean, I'm good with that, but. Right. They were lit, so. Cash color cannabis <laughs> is all about knowing your limits. But jumping into it, first off, thank you guys, honestly, for the ones who actually stayed to the very last. Hey. Because if we being frank, I feel like the people that matter most are the ones who stayed throughout. So if you guys are still here, I've, for me, and this might be somebody else who definitely still does value their, value their podcast. They might got some other things they have to do. But as far as staying to the very last to get all of your nuggets, I thank you guys for that. Um, even if the room is one or two people, we're going to spit it to one or two people. Yes, we are. So I definitely wanted to at least let you guys know that. Thank you so much um, for one, for just still sticking here. Um, just because I know it's a lot going on outside. It's a lot right now. It's just a lot um, in general. And so I, for one, before we get started, I wanted to personally thank you guys for staying for the very last of this. <laughs> so, um, as he stated, this is the make it make sense portion of the a podcast connection Atlanta. And so pretty much what we, me and Mecca kind of came up with or why we, I feel like it's personally why we were chosen was because 
we have made a way of making money off of our podcasting, whether that's sponsorships, that's other different things we're going to be talking about. But this has been something that's been extremely crucial to people who seriously take their podcast or whatever, their blog, anything specifically, whether that's a YouTube or whatever content you put out. People want to be able to know that their time has been valued, and sometimes that can be valued in currency. So um, I'm going to allow NECA to give his introduction about who he is, and then I'll introduce myself, and we'll jump right on into it. Thank you very much. All right. How are you doing, everybody? Um, my name is Mecca. Um, I have a podcast called Cash Color Cannabis. It's a, My podcast, we actually connect cannabis culture with pop culture, and I do it in a way that I try to engage a, a cannabis consumer that is past a stereotype, you know? Like, I'm not targeting shaggies of the world, you know what I mean? Like, my, I know for a fact that people who come through my show, are, we have politicians, we have lawyers, we have people who don't consume, who are just interested in what's going on, and, and the conversation that we have on our show makes it easy for those people to have the, the um, to have those conversations outside of the outside of our studio. So um, I, um, my basic background is journalism. I came up as a freelance journalist. I used to work for Double XL, Slam Magazine. I've started a couple of web- websites on my own. And the, last year, I actually came up with the, pot, with the concept of Cash Color Cannabis, the podcast. Um, it's spun off of a documentary I'm working on called The Color Green about the lack of minorities in the cannabis industry. Um, and if you know about doing short, short films, sometimes you can run out of actual funding for doing said short film. So what I thought to help keep us help keep the conversation going and as well as help us generate some money to keep the film going would be to start a podcast. And before you know it, the podcast actually got bigger than the documentary. You know, we do it every week, so it's one of those things that people can engage in on a regular basis versus having to sit down and watch it at one time. So um, we film every Tuesday night, 9 p.m., in the Castleberry District in Atlanta, live hip-hop studios. Um, We've had a slew of amazing guests come in from all across the country, matter of fact. Um, We've had Freeway Ricky Ross on the show. Uh, We... um, Last year when we had the mayoral race in Atlanta, we've had Kwanzaa Hall pop in. We had Senator Vincent Ford pop in. Uh, we just have a lot of people come through, and we have a lot of phone calls. We do a lot of over-the-phone conversations as well. So we've had Matt Barnes, um, just a wide range of people who I feel are helping this conversation and helping us take down the stigma of cannabis so that it can be an open conversation even if you don't use it. Just understand that it's one of those things that, that's, that's coming, to the, coming to the forefront quicker than you might think. Thank you for that introduction. No <laughs> <laughs> so I am Natalie Rochelle. I am the, I guess you can say, founder of Business Babe Army. And what that basically is, is a female empowerment group that empowers female entrepreneurs or aspiring female entrepreneurs. Um, and so my reason for coming up with this um, women empowerment group was because I saw the lack thereof. There is so many other supports as far as for women um, or I would say for men or just in general, just for entrepreneurs, but specifically not for the woman who does not know where to start, um, as well as for the woman that's kind of been badgered down and believing that this is a male industry as far as being in business. And so my goal with Business Babe Army and the events that I host and the podcast that I host and everything like that is for women to understand that not all CEOs work suit ties and cufflinks, meaning that not every not every male-dominated industry has to be that way. There are women who have C-suites, executive suites. There are women who are running 500, Fortune 500 companies or have built them. And so uh, me having my own business um, in our media agency, which is on the step and repeat outside, 
um, me running that business has allowed for me to start having conversations. Um, and people asking me, women all the time asking me, well, how do you do it? And so from that, I'm like, I'm getting tired of copying and pasting my DMs. <laughs> I need to start telling you guys because you they were sending me so many different emails and so many different um <clears throat> Uh, comments that were just coming through, uh, phone calls, whatever, and I was an open book, and I realized at the end of the day, if I can start making some type of content on the back end of that, for that can be a replay, I don't have to speak all the time. So um, I started Business Babe Army, and the actually <laughs> this year, this uh, in October, um, and so of 2017, and so from then on. I finally did change it, having it being called CEO Chats, because I bring on an interview, as well as Kimberly Renee was also interviewed, as far as being a female entrepreneur, a brand influencer, different other things. And so um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, So how I I guess what we want to start really speaking about is just how we were able to um, capitalize and monetize on our our podcast. So... um, he has a lot of things that that you yeah, do, do from 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 what you told me. So, yes. how what are your streams of of income for your podcast? Well, you know, we have to take a non traditional route, being that cash color cannabis. You know, we are you know cannabis is in the title, you know, and that turns off a lot of people in general, especially being in Georgia. You know, in Georgia, we we you're allowed hemp based products, you're allowed CBD, but we're not allowed flour at all. So, you know, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different obstacles, I guess I could say, that would stand in front of us being able to get traditional marketing that a a podcast, say, in California or Colorado would have to do. So what I had to do was think around, like, outside of the box there. Like, Cash Color Cannabis initially, even before we started at Live Hip Hop Daily, we started off as an actual live event. So we um, we, what we do is we set it up almost like the podcast. We'd have four different um, panelists come out, and we'd actually touch on a topic. We'd invite people out. We'd have sponsors come out and um, serve food and things like that. And that's how we actually initially started drawing money and initially started building the conversation for a podcast. So we, we our bread and butter has been the events, Cash Color Cannabis Live. You know, we're gonna we're planning on taking it on the road in 2019 and to set to to different areas of the country, like New Orleans, Portland, where we can do the live show and again bring out the vendors and bring out different 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 partnerships that we can bring revenue into you know saying as far as for paying paying for the venues and paying for camera people and paying for your own time so that's been one of our primary um ways of ways of making money is event creation you know we have the cash color campus live we also do events normally around this time during a3c or during south by southwest where we will we'll do a, a, a cash color cannabis branded event where we might do a cash color cannabis um Music is a big part of our podcast. We might bring on some artists and create a showcase where, again, we can we could charge tickets at the door. We could we could um, bring on vendors. But the overall is we're still branding Cash Color Cannabis, and we're just showing it that we're branding Cash Color Cannabis in a way that's going to stick out to people, whether it's music or whether it's politics. So we do that as well. We do the event creation. We do we do um, also do ads, but not not. We don't cut audio ads. We don't cut audio ads. What we do is, um, like one of our sponsors, Peacemaker, we have silicone, um, silicone smoking utensils. What we do with them is, like, we'll take them out to our events. We'll actually do stage pictures. We'll um, decorate our, 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 our studio with them, take pictures for them. Like, they, some, most cannabis brands are more interested in actually getting their conversation out and not necessarily trying to touch as many people, you know, because this is still a new industry. So we've been able to do that and had a good partnership with Peacemaker and Backwards on that, on that level. And next 
we're moving into a magazine. So we're going to be having Cash Color Canvas magazine in 2019, and we'll be able to actually have hardcore advertisements that way, being that we'll be targeting dispensary, oh, excuse me, we'll be targeting smoke shops across the country. We'll be in different places where it is legal. So we'll be able to have a different level of advertisement on that side. So um, those are our major streams right there. And I feel like those are streams that aren't, those are things that not necessarily are, are Cash Color Cannabis things. You know what I'm saying? If you have a podcast, you should look towards making, towards event creation, towards seeing how you can do things for sponsors that will help them engage with a customer, with a consumer base that they might not even knew they had or might not even knew were ever interested in their product. So those are things I look outside for. Again, event creation, we do do um, product, we do, um, I guess, product placements, and we do, um, we do um, branded content marketing for people, for certain brands. But events, think outside the box on that level, not necessarily always having to get an ad on your podcast. Because even Colin Cowherd, I'm not sure if you listen to any other podcasts, but Colin will speak about how he has millions of listeners. He was on ESPN, he's on Fox One now, and it was almost like pulling teeth trying to get an advertiser on his podcast because he couldn't prove where they were listening to, who was listening, you know, the basic things that a radio or terrestrial radio would be able to prove to you. So you have to think outside of the box when thinking about podcasts and how to make, how to make revenue from it. So I guess my ways of, um, in which I definitely want you guys to pay attention to as well, because he definitely made a great mention of that, is being out in public and making those public events. Mm-hmm. They're, a- they're going to be able to see you. And then also creating some type of um, back, I guess you can say, uh, more so like a back a backwards way to start making money. So that can be the magazine. Those are other different ways, something that's not even created right now. Yeah. So um, some of the four things in which we'll definitely get into sponsorships, um, some of the four things in which she talks about is apparel is one. Um, specifically, of course, with Treese and her apparel. Um, don't <laughs> mistake that. Even if it's just your logo and it's yeah. not even like that is a walking billboard. Um, for whoever, whoever, you know, so, um, that is something that's definitely important, which I'm going to be introducing my, my, my audience to as well. Um, an entrepreneur kind of themed, um, apparel line, but those are other ways and quick ways to do something. If somebody been liking your podcast, they might like, love your logo and they might want to rock it just because that might give them life. If that makes sense. Um, the others, (laughs) (laughs) the others is events. So this is, this is an event. I mean, you can plug yourself for an event for this. Other ones is I always have a boss up conference or I just started this, meaning that I have workshops, uh, with other women that come and speak to the women of my audience, telling them how to run their business, get their legal terms, start an LLC, market themselves, different things like that. And so those are ways that I make my money. Those are ways I make my partnerships and my sponsors. So there's so many other ways that you can do that, but you really have to figure out what is best for your brand and what is best for your audience. And if your audience is actually going to come. So somebody might get some great engagement on Instagram, but those people probably can't make it to the location that you're at. So other ways that you can do that and specifically how sometimes I do and or had did was a Facebook live, which is what Kim opened me up to. Um, there are other ways that you can start branching out. So on top of that, other types of engagement that can also boost and help is is cross like cross um, marketing. So if which specifically we definitely did with the um, the APOC connection, if they have a flyer, I'm on it, or they got a, whatever, I'm putting my name on it, that gets them followers, that gets yes. them followers, that gets engagement, and somebody might peek and be like, oh my God, I want to be on your show, or I'm going to buy your shirt because your shirt is cool. There's so many other ways that you can get your exposure without even having to pay for money um, or paying for anything. And then 
The other, um, which I specifically do, I do a lot of speaking engagements. I do a lot of panel discussions, um, whether or not that be about business, whether or not that be about women encouragement, that be about uh, mental health, because I'm very open about being bipolar, as well as trying to manage bipolar being a full-time entrepreneur. Ain't no joke. (laughs) So a lot of people love and listen to my content that I put out about how do you handle life and you handle business. So um, a lot of things I pay attention to what people want, and then I try to make money off that, if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) So... uh, So that that is yeah. So that is another way. Yeah. The other one that I also do, I'm a shameless plug. So I do websites, I do um, logos, I do flyers, I do business consulting, and I will help you start and maintain your business. And so if my podcast is talking about that. I always, in the show notes, leave a link to my business. So you know how to find me. You know my prices. If now if you really want to come, besides from just listening to my free content, then fine. So I use my podcast as a sales funnel in order for people to buy from me or for people to take in liking for me to either book me for a speaking engagement or for them to buy a flyer, whatever the case. So you have to set up some type of sales funnels, webinars, or whatever else that you can kind of do specifically with that's my niche. And then the very last is what we definitely want to talk about is sponsorships. Yes. Whether or not they're contacting you personally, you're contacting them, um, or pff, like I said, you, they just randomly come out or whatever, which is sometimes how my situation happened. Just because a lot of us and probably other podcasters as well, when you're talking about something that people like need to hear, people going to come out the floodgates and you'd be like, where did you come from? But okay. So um, those are other people that you can always utilize. They might ask you for collaboration. And so I don't collaborate as much as often unless my spirit feels it. So if I don't personally know you, I'm going to definitely shoot you <laughs> my sponsor's deck because I just don't, you know, I'd, I'd rather you pay into it than me just collaborating based upon I didn't feel it. So before we kind of, because we got like a few like <laughs> breakdowns on yeah. how you even get to that level of getting a sponsorship, uh, want to bring it into just branding and marketing behind as far as your um, podcast and how that can start making making money for you. So how did you start, especially like you said, with just a sensitive topic as far as marijuana? Yeah. <laughs> how did you kind of like get get around like talking about that? Well, I got around talking about it. Uh, we, it started with branding. Uh, when we first came up with the name Cash Color Cannabis, the next thing that popped out of my mind was a higher level of conversation. You know, so with that tagline alone, we play on the whole higher thing. And of course, everybody's talking about, like you said, marijuana. So people want to talk about getting high, but I want to talk about actually a higher conversation above that. You know, let's talk about how politics plays a role in, in why cannabis has been decriminalized and how entertainment currently, especially hip hop, is a main reason why we have legalization. Let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about how there's people who don't consume at all, you know, but they still are interested in this conversation. I just want to have a higher level of that. And by tagging that, you know, it was it it, it helps me as far as being able to book a vast array of, of, of guests and it helped me be able to brand out the show for what it is. So when people do come to the show, they, they, they do expect a good time. They probably expect smoke in the air, but they know it's going to be an interview that's going to be something that's going to stick in their mind. And I love when people come to the show and they, and they mention that, that this interview just stuck in my mind. It was a dope show. So um, we use that. That tagline right there alone brands us, brands us, and separates us from other from other 
cannabis media outlets as far as I'm concerned, a higher level of conversation. You know for a fact you're coming in here to get a higher level of conversation, whether that be from Kwanzaa Hall or Freeway Ricky Ross. You're going to walk away feeling like you just learned something. And it might not have been about weed. You just might have learned something about life. So, again, we, we stick with that as far as when it comes to branding. And I'm a big, you know, I, I, I spend a little bit of time in market research, and I fully believe that you need to get out and actually touch people. So when we speak about events, being at, um, creating and curating these events helps you actually whittle down who who the heck is your your actual consumer, who's your audience, who's the people going to be consistently coming to your show. Like some people are just going to pull up because they're curious, but you're going to realize that you know after a while you're going to start seeing the same person over and over again. These are the people you need to target, and you start start understand. You know that's when you start putting out questions. You start fishing around like, okay, so what makes you come to the show? You know what do you mm-hmm. like the most about Cash Color Canvas? What do you want to see different? I have an open door policy at our at our studio where. Every Tuesday at 9 p.m., if you want to come, you can come, because I would love to see why you you came. You know, like I say, I know we smoke, I know it's everything else, but what made you want to come down here and hear this comedian discuss his life? Like, what made you want to do that today? So I have no problem speaking to people and just seeing, again, what made you like the show? What made you dislike it? Like, it helps me create the content that keeps people coming back, and it helps me create the content that will eventually bring more money and bring actual sponsors. So I, I guess how I do branding and marketing mainly because I guess I'm just a branding guru or I just that's all I talk about uh, in general is just branding and marketing yourself. So that goes down to um, I'm mistaking the person's name that came up here, um, but they were talking about having a brand identity and that's extremely important. So you have to know and of course we're going to be talking about that as well. Um, when we start talking about sponsorships, but you have to have a niche. You yeah. have to know what you're talking about. If it's mental health, if 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 it's a certain specific um, crisis that's going on, whether that's about mental health, like I said, or, or anything about cannabis or whatever, whatever topics that you want to discuss, there has to be, you have to have some type of audience for that, for one. You have to have some type of brand identity. Yes. So when we're talking about marketing and branding yourself and how that plays into money is when you think and you look at, let's say, a brand ambassador, because sometimes that's what you would be like if you're getting a sponsor. Who are they looking for and why are they looking for that? And are you are you looking that way? So what I always tell people or people always notice about me Every time I come out and I represent for myself, I have to wear some type of pink. You're going to see some type of pink on me, period, because those are my brand colors. So it, mm. it's down to the nails today. But <laughs> other than that, I have to look as if I'm business professional or at least some type of way that I can at least present myself in front of an audience because that is my brand. So he's relaxed He's cool. He's mellow. He's coming in and talking. That can at least give you some type of persona of what he can speak about. Is. And so, <laughs> clearly, that's the weed. But um, you know, you have to have some type of brand identity yeah. behind yourself, and that goes just beyond just what your social media looks like. That goes into how you represent yourself, because mm-hmm. at all at all times, we're 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 supposed to be showing that. And then the other portion of that is you have to think about how your business is going to make money. You have to think about your brand as a business. If you're going to want to start getting sponsors, you have to think about if your if if your, if your podcast, which it is, is a business because you're doing almost nine five. You know, you sometimes working overtime to make sure your podcast is putting out great quality. You also have to think about how it's going to make money. Sometimes maybe school in life might not be a t-shirt apparel. 
You know, it might not be. Nobody needs a shirt that's excluding life. You know, not not shake. But I'm saying like you have you have to think about that. Like I know my audience. If my audience, as you stated, was 25 to 40, they will probably dress in a blouse. They're not gonna always necessarily go to a t-shirt that has a graphic design on it. So you have to think about that as well. If you notice that you have a lot of people who is coming to your DMs about questions, you might need to have a panel discussion. You might need to have a lot like with multiple people, but you being the moderator or you knowing that this is something that you need to speak about so you have to pay attention to how you can make money off of your business and specifically like him found his niche there's no magazines to talk about this it would no. exploit great opportunities for you to buy medical marijuana or even i don't know if you're gonna plug the hood boys but <laughs> buy marijuana for anyone else so we need <laughs> you know it's, it's uncomfortable but it's necessary and people will flock to it because it's so hard to start getting publicity advertisement for marijuana. I mean, people would say it's negative as, as you want to, but at the end of the day, it's a platform for it. You know, people are, you know, people you're, are you're, using you're, it. You're correct. And one of the big things about cash color cannabis is we target um, brands of color and, and consumers of color. So mm-hmm. one thing that like, and you, you, you halfway touched on it, when you look at High Times, Mary Jane or any other um, publication that's out that actually caters towards a cannabis community, you see no people of color. You know, so with Cash Color Cannabis, we are that. Like, I always set my aim out to be like Johnson Publications. Like, I wanted to have a a, a vertical platform in cannabis that was going to be, that looked like me. Because, again, I know what a consumer looks like. And I I bump into them. They're lawyers. They're doctors. Mm-hmm. They're, and they they look like this crowd right here. And it doesn't look like the stereotypes you might see on TV. So it's very, you know, like yeah. you said, just plug it back And so that. what he's really talking about also is just his target audience. Mm-hmm. And which is, like I said, you guys, which is definitely necessary, which is probably why we're last. So you can get your education. Um, as far as a target audience, because you have to know who that is. So when... Let's, and, and I'm just trying to make it in lamest terms because I'll be explaining it in a way it might sound like freaking stats to you guys. But you have, in order for you to really get these sponsors, you have to at least, which we will talk about, um, is a sponsor deck or a media kit to let them know what your numbers are. Let them know who you are. It can be a one-pager. Most of them is one page. Um, I would just stick it in one page. Um, but it talks about the – it'll give you a brief bio discussion of what it is. It'll also talk about your numbers. So that's your insights, in which we were talking about on social media. So if you go on Instagram, you click on insights, and I think that little – three little ham cheeseburger um, thing. I'm sorry. I'm hungry. But if you click on that <laughs> – and I don't even eat meat, but anyway. But uh, <laughs> if you click on that little, I guess I only call it a hamburger because in design we call it hamburgers. Thank you. Okay. So if you click on that, um, it's going to give you your insights, and I'm assuming most of you know that. And I would pay attention to that. So that will give you your demographics. Mm-hmm. That will also, well, not necessarily, I, don't, I think more so, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, space will give you the demographics, but Instagram will give you at least some specifics on how old they are, the age range they are, the times that they're probably looking, or at least the time it'll fluctuate on the days when it's best to post for you. And also give you the regions. So it's random. I posted like last week, but I'm in like international areas, and I have no idea why. No idea. But uh, but you need to pay attention to that. Or you can go on whatever hosting. I love my SoundCloud because SoundCloud breaks it down for me. So I yes. know specifically people in the U.K. is listening. Mm-hmm. Kenya is my top. I have no idea why. Um, but hey, so uh, you, I see who listens to me and what times that they listen, all of those other different things that will help let the person who's going to buy into you know if you're worth it or not. Yep. Because they need to know that if, let's say, if Nike wants to buy into whoever else, I need you to be an athlete for one. 
you know, if I'm going to purchase, you can buy into you. I need to know all these different things. And so if someone's going to pay into your podcast, you need to know exactly who you are so they can make that strategic motion to say, okay, I'm going to give you $20 to do this little commercial in the middle of your episode or whatever the case may be. So how did you kind of, I guess like how did, when you started really honestly having like your events and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, how did you find out who to like cater to? Um, it, it it started off with a Google search. You know, I started looking around and seeing what was actually available to me in not well for in Georgia, but what would be available to me even if we step out of here. Because again, things are very specific, especially when it comes to cannabis and just anything else. Like for one, it's going to be hard for anybody to just jump on with the name cannabis at the end of it. Like we're seeing more legalization happening, but until it's totally legalized, it's still going to be weird to some people. So mm-hmm. it started off with a Google search, and then. After whittling down and seeing who I think could be a good target as far as um, companies, then it became an actual engagement um, situation where you actually got a chance to meet or speak to whoever was in charge of marketing or whoever was in charge of branding. That's how I got a good relationship with Backwoods and with Dutchmaster. They're a company that is a tobacco-based company, but they know what people use their tobacco-based products for. So it's not like if they they will come to an event, but what they won't do is come to an event where there's actual consumption. So I'd have to know, again, if I'm doing this event at the Omen Agency, nobody can consume as long as we have these billboards and these posters up here that have Dutch Master on them. They're paying us money for that. You'd have to know these little intricacies for when you're dealing with cannabis. But I also feel like that, that goes across the board. Like you always got to know the little intricacies when you're dealing with any kind of advertiser and that you're trying to bring on that you're trying to bring on mm-hmm. to your event. You got to know what they would like and what they wouldn't like or what mm-hmm. wouldn't work with their brand. So that started off with a Google search, and again, it just started off, and then it goes from there to actual engagement with marketing people, with branding people, with the people who are in charge of the marketing companies, in charge of the, the marketing for some of these companies, because a lot of companies don't do them in-house anymore. So right. it was a lot of, um, again, market research, just kind of just going out and actually figuring out who these people are and how these things will actually work and if they could work as far as a collaboration with my brand. So, mm-hmm. And it's still something that's still that's still growing. Like Dutchmaster, um, Backwards are great people to come on with us so it's mm-hmm. peacemaker they're a great brand to come on with us but now i'm trying to shoot out to see if we can get um, more mainstream lines like adidas has a hemp based um sneaker sneaker i'd love to see if we could partner up with them mm-hmm. and i feel like we're building up the numbers and we're building up the the, the awareness as far as with our brand that we could partner with, us, with a, a brand like that but it starts off with that it starts off with us actually searching out right. and figuring out what would work with us and then actually trying to engage with those people right and i know sorry Trisha, if i get to the question i know mm-hmm. something that me and Mecca really, really, really talked about was that the people who find a hard time, and this is not, this is just us kind of realizing that a lot of people have a hard time really trying to figure out why they're not getting sponsors, how they can get mm-hmm. them. And sometimes it can be because of the type of content that you are putting out. Yeah. It can be that that person probably liked what you got to say, but it's not in a matter of how they want to listen to it. It might have profane language. They don't want to hear that. Or it could be just you talk about lifestyle. You talk about, you talk about just the male or female perspective on just whatever's going on. It's a trend. You talk about that. And it's hard to find sponsors because these businesses have an audience already. They cannot put themselves on your brand if it doesn't align with them. And vice versa, you have to think about that as well. Once you have figured out your target audience, what kind of content you put out, you're consistent with that. You have branded yourself. You have the documents to present to them. You also have to make sure that you're aligning yourself correctly. I wouldn't, you know, if you're if you, you know, like something like this, podcasters need to be here because this is aligning you correctly with who you're supposed to be connecting with. I wouldn't go to a podcast that's about 
you know, something that's not, not business related or something that's not about podcasts and community related because that doesn't have anything to do do with my brand at all. I agree with you, especially when you, the content you put out. Like one thing about Cash Color Cannabis, I've never consumed on air. Like we've been actually mm-hmm. asked to. I've never ever done that. And I've never I, I made that on purpose because I knew that how brands would look at it. Again, this is still not something that's legalized. So no matter how much you smoke or no matter how much you promote it, I'm not doing this online. I don't do it ever on my Instagram. You know, again, we stick to the higher level of conversation. It's more about the conversation, not about what we're, t- not about consumption, you know, with us. So, and that again helps again with, with being able to shoot at different levels of brand corporate um, partnership. We can go past backwards and maybe to an Adidas because we don't consume all damn day. What we right. do is just make it a higher level of conversation. Yeah, treats. <laughs> hey, I love your your show. Matter of fact, yeah, that was that was solid. Yes. Yeah. I, I had waited for y'all. I was this was one of the ones I asked for. I mean, I Real tears. Yeah, right. Somebody wanted to hear this. Um, well, I did. I, it was important to me um, to listen to this particular conversation because. I'm trying to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I this like I need to be able to do this every day and yeah. not have to go to nobody else's job. And right. so that means that I need to figure out how to monetize. Mm-hmm. And that has definitely been something that has escaped me. Um, my podcast is about 18 months old. Well, not even quite 18 months. I'm in my second season, um, 48 episodes. And so my question is, At what point, because there's a lot of mixed information about at what point you can begin to monetize. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the golden number? Because if I heard you correctly, you started reaching out before you even had a podcast. Exactly. I was going to say, and so, recommend that for you. Yeah, so yeah. some people, because not to, you know, toot my own horn or whatever, but my show is good. Yeah. And so it's it's not a question to me of whether or not I will get to where I'm trying to go. It's just how long it's going to take me to get there. So I need to monetize because being able to put my full energy into it, I think is really going to shorten that time span, um, you know, very quickly. But I can't do that if I can't pay my bills. No, I understand. What mm-hmm. I think, you know, and, and actually being able to witness what you do, you need to do that live, you know, and... and you need to do that live. You might want to try to do it maybe once or every, maybe not once a month. That might be a little bit too frequent for you. But maybe bi-monthly. Just have a have a, a, put a situation where you put out an RSVP, let people know you're going to do a live show. And say you set a number. Like when we first did our first Cash Color Canvas event, I set the number at 25 people because I thought that was going to be a lot of people to come listen to something you never, ever heard of. Right. And, you know, we, get, we ended up getting 40 people. Um, the second one we did with the, we actually had a, a, a story run on us in creative loafing, but it actually helped boost it. I set my number for 50. We got 125, you know, so that helped us be able to branch out eventually and say, we have something that can be done weekly for people. So I think another, that you have I'm a sorry. good, you have a good, you had such an amazing show and it was so engaging that if you shot for, let's say a small room like this of 25 people once every, every month or so, you would have the ability to charge for people. Mm-hmm. You'd have the ability to sell your merchandise. I, I totally believe that. So, yeah, um, I get, um, to kind of, I'm sorry, Teresa, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's okay. Um, to answer, because I get this question a lot, because um, currently I'm a full-time entrepreneur, so I do this, as you said. <laughs> um, and so it's extremely hard, because before this I was working. So this was part-time. 
my media agency was part time. And so I had and this is what we're talking about is you have to create multiple streams of revenue for for this from your passion. So I started my business just because I needed extra money because I'm a single parent. Um, So I needed extra money and I knew that was the only skill that I had. And so when you start actually doing this, as you say, you know the value that you have, you can start charging what you worth or what you are worth. So I haven't gotten to my thousand dollar a month client till this month. And it's been a year me doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's thank you. It's it. Thank you so much. It's you have to celebrate as my best friend was saying, another other person told her who isn't in the room. You have to celebrate your small successes. This was a success. And I definitely respect you for handling your business appropriately in the manner in which it was delivered to you, because that's going to hold you apart from how much you're going to take off. Because, you know, how many people you influenced from handling that as a woman in a certain way. And then on top of that, still maintaining your conversation and Re, like doing a whole 360 up off that yeah. and so that resilience yeah. and you keeping that it's going to continue to push you and move you forward because it's going to be some ignorance it's going to be a lot of smackdowns and that's going to be a comment that's going to be instagram telling you you can't post this because it's sensitive <laughs> that's going to be telling instagram because you can't use black podcasters no more and telling you your post is sensitive i get that a lot but <laughs> they won't allow well they won't allow me to use it Life, but yeah. what i what i will say is you have when you feel it in yourself to take that leap to start doing whatever like that was a leap mm-hmm. this was a leap mm-hmm. as you stated to yourself you have to remain consistent within that and people will start noticing your value from other states out of this out of the country yeah. whatever but you also i'm a key person of money <laughs> You have to make sure you you are valued. Yes. So know what you won't do for, for for you know won't do for free and what you will yeah. and what will give you. Sometimes like today, we just here for exposure because we know it's larger than that. But sometimes you have to know when to charge. Yeah. You have to know when to do things because you know of that audience. And honestly, to me, I feel it's just that self confidence which I know you're aware of and what you know. So. If you trust so much in your brand, you know, as you know, your podcast is this. If you know that it is, then you have to continue to push that thoroughly through and try to find ways to make sure people know that. Because sometimes your followers just, they know, but they ain't finna promote you. So I'm always, like I said, a person of a walking billboard. So when you start, when you start telling people about what you do and if they invite you to things without you voluntarily applying to that you know, speaking engagement, whatever, that's when you present them and let them know, hey, this is my audience. This is what I'm trying to do. And I charge such and such, something reasonable, at least for, you know, for that. And you keep you keep pushing within that. But I would say my best moments when I started actually realizing that this can this is it. I don't want to do nothing else. I don't want to go into work with nobody. Nothing of that is when 
you get those messages when it's like your last wits and you get the messages or them likes or not even likes, honestly, that comment and be like, I needed this. Yeah. This is what I thank you. Like you helped me. Like I didn't know what my next move was. And that's when you continue to push and move forward because it's just, it's hard. It's very hard. And I'm not going to sit here and say that working for myself ain't like working for somebody because I still got to get up, you know? So you, you, it's cool. You can make your own schedule, but you work for your clients. So, (laughs) so you still working. But I would say whenever you feel it, like right now, when you're feeling it right now, like I promise you, I can guarantee you that walk you probably did was like, hell no, this is it. You know, (laughs) this is it. Keep pushing. Pull up with that same energy. I just wanted to add um, thank you. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I receive you. All of that, girl. (laughs) Um, But in terms of event production, that's absolutely something. I know. I know. Just give me two seconds. That's absolutely something. (laughs) I know. It's my food. I love me some Jaden, guy. Um, That's absolutely something that I want to do. Like, you know, definitely. But the issue that I run up against is that my nine to five job Hmm. takes me, like, I'm going to Germany in three weeks. And I'm going to be in Germany for like three to 12 months. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, my podcast obviously is mobile. I have a whole, like, my equipment is in my bag, you know? Mm -hmm. So I could do my podcast from anywhere, but it's that engagement piece. Like, what are some alternatives to a face-to-face event? Like, what is something that I can do in terms of an internet event or an online event that can begin to generate some income until I get stabilized? Back you can in the go. States? You can go live. Yeah. And from that going, like that was something that I was woken up into because I can't come to this is like my fourth or fifth time I think this year coming to Atlanta, but you I can't be down here. <laughs> I can't be everywhere that a person I want to interview. And if you do your marketing accordingly and you create a funnel behind that, like if you say that we're going to shoot live, we're going to go live on Facebook, we're going to go, we're going to do whatever on Instagram, we're going to go, we're going to go live, we're going to have a webinar because you set up those platforms. You can send out an email campaign one, two, once, one, one email a week leading up into that day to get those people to do it. And so another way that you can uh, from those live videos or you can shoot. A lot of people now, of course, we know it now, the ones who are, I'm a solo podcaster, as you are as well, but you can start having YouTube videos. I'm a keen person of that. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that I don't believe that you should always charge your people because some information just needs to be free. We, there's no way that you can tell some like things that you and her talk <laughs> about, like, like, no, you know, like, like mental health, that just needs to be accessible, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm the key person for monetizing on the back end of things. So. Yeah. Building you, yourself a YouTube channel or some type of way of going live that works for you and people can either pay, like, like I wouldn't say pay into that, but you can actually have a live, like a Skype live and people pay for that or whatever. So that's one, on the, I, one way I, I think is, is could be better for you. I agree with you, like especially on the back end of that, because what I'm not a fan of is using Instagram or Facebook live. Primarily because they can shut you down at any time, and right. I don't want to. I don't want to train like people yes. to. I don't want to train people to watch me this way, and then it's gone the next day. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yes. but with YouTube, you have a little bit more control. If you could do a YouTube live, then you could use that YouTube live to, to actually sell your webinars mm-hmm. and, and sell things. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. sell certain things like that, especially while you're over in Germany. You know, yeah. so take advantage of that. I don't necessarily promote Facebook live or IG live myself. Just, I do use it from time to time, but I just don't want to train people or mm-hmm. train my viewers or my subscribers to think. 
that this is the best way to watch me when they can take me down at any chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. I will take Kim's question before we really want to really educate you guys on some things that can help you for gaining sponsors. I just had one question, which is kind of like a, a clarity question. Um, you guys are talking a lot. Um, Natalie, you know, you and I know the whole like marketing spiel. We're talking about marketing funnels and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I feel like as a podcaster, you're often talent, right? You're the person that brings the energy, the, the conversation. Mm -hmm. Where would someone begin to understand how to run the marketing of their business? And I don't mean like how do I post something on Instagram. Right. I'm talking about how do you build... How do you understand the different ways that you can build an audience, create a funnel, get people coming back? Like all of that stuff is like the things that we went to school for, the stuff that we do every day in our business. But as a as a podcaster, there can sometimes be a, a break. So how do right. you, how do you do that? Um, I will say how to, and especially, and this is why actually I guess I have the podcast that I do because <laughs> as you said, that would that's my that's my target audience. People just don't know how to do. They can have all the, like there are so many things you can find out, but how do you do? Um, and so you definitely have to research whether or not that be follow me, whether or not that be follow some other type of influencer that educates you on other ways to make streams of income. But you have to be you have to study. You have to study what you're doing. If you want to make money off podcasting, you want to get better off marketing, you have to study. Whether or not that's meeting with somebody whose expertise it is, that's either you actually studying and taking that time, because hopefully you can find somebody that talks about it, shameless plug, or that's also, I mean, or like it's, 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 Honestly, it's very, it's, and that's what I notice as well. Like, there's, you can start any business, okay? You can, but how are you going to sustain it yeah. is the most important. Like, what are you going to do after you didn't did it? Like, I did it now, what? What's the day after? And, okay. <laughs> how, how am I going to come up with these financial statements? How am I going to, what is my business plan? What am I going to keep doing if, I, if I'm just breaking even and I'm not making no money after this? Like, what am I supposed to do with these business taxes? Other different things that's going to play into actually trying to run a business. So what I would say, if you know, which is what um, Ashley said as well, I know my limits. I know I needed to hire in somebody and it's not like I'm, I'm really not saying just I'm really not just saying that because I'm trying to shame this blood, but I'm being honest with you guys. If you don't know how to necessarily do something and you have done the research and it's still like <laughs> it's like, come on, you might need to actually seek some professional help. That's with anything. Yeah. Anything, period. You struggling with some stuff in your head, go see a professional. If you struggling with some math, go see a tutor. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for if you're run, trying to run a business. Go to somebody that actually has it and that's influencing you to do that. And it might educate you or you might just learn based upon their content that they have. This, oh, well, my leak is, you know, read-ons. And I'm like, why? Well, maybe I should start reading people's emails on a podcast. And people love that crap. They start resharing it. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh, she told me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she, I shouted, like you said, shouted you out. So there are, you have to, honestly, business is, is, is strategic, but it's also sometimes trial and error. Because what might work for me might not work for you. So did you have any, like, any, what, how about you? How did you kind of, like, market or what is your tips on that? Well, what, what, I definitely agree with you, you know, but uh, one thing I feel like when it comes to um, just marketing overall is you and you hit on it hard. You got to one know your niche and you got to you got to know your niche and be bold enough to stay in that. You know, a lot of people will get out of their pocket real quickly because they think that something else might be something else to jump on. Yeah, don't don't, don't stick away. Like 
Cash Color Cannabis, we do have a niche and we serve our niche very well. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do what High Times does. I'm trying to do what Cash Color Cannabis is supposed to be. Right. You know, so be able to be bold enough in your confidence to say, this is what my niche is and be able to, you know, it's going to take time and be able to make that and build that up into a way where it's going to be something that's going to be a standalone thing and you don't get compared anymore, ask why you're not doing something like somebody else. So we're going to go to la- that yeah. question and then we want to get into sponsorships and of course... Y'all ask questions then, too. Um, I just had a quick mm-hmm. question about the funnels. Um, I build funnels, so I understand how they work. Um, but what I haven't been able to do is correlate a funnel with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a funnel for your podcast? I, I do. I'm Patty. If y'all follow me on my personal <laughs> Facebook and I tell y'all I'm having an event, I definitely ask y'all to drop them emails and y'all get in that email for Business Babe Army. So I'm I Patty. Guess what I'm asking. So, <laughs> like I, I do affiliate, I do affiliate marketing. Uh-huh. So I, know oh, okay. how I build funnels for you know Businesses. products. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to the podcast. That's the same I mean, way. It's a product. Yeah. It's a product, and that's what I was saying. Like thinking, thinking, think of your if if you have built your podcast to now that it's an actual brand. Like if I look at school in life, I don't think school. I I didn't think it was a podcast. I thought it was a lifestyle brand because that's how it's marketed. <laughs> so it's 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 you have to think of it as a product. So what I put out is specifically events. I put out episodes that encourage. And I also do, of course, my public engagements where I speak. I'm a product, which is why I have to also make sure that I have, a, like I said, my speaker sheet. I have my media kit, things like that. But there are ways that people use funnels for that. Ebooks is one. I hate them. But you can do that for your podcast. If you know that these are five, this can be a blog you didn't wrote yeah. two years ago. And ain't nobody, you know, you can refunction that, get Canva, get whatever, and, and work it out, build it, build into an ebook and be like, hey, y'all, I got this five ways to get over. As I, I'm not, you, you said five ways to get over like that funk or three, I'm sorry, the three kind of ways that you can get over that funk. And what you stated here, you can quickly type it up. And that can be a way to get into that that sales funnel of they got that email. Thank you for subscribing. That second email will be that product, that ebook. That third email can be two, three weeks later saying like, hey, a brief introduction about what you do and what they will be receiving. Now that they have subscribed to your mailing list based upon they asking for that ebook. So got to make sure the privacy policy is in there. But those are ways that you can start building sales funnels from those events. People come to the events because they know me. They ain't know my women empowerment group. So when they come, I specifically act, I specifically get their emails, and they're in that funnel that every week you about to get this podcast episode. So hopefully my number's about to increase. Or when I have another event, I know that these people in that list came from an event. So when I have another one, I got to shoot that. I got to make sure I shoot it to that email list, if that makes sense. So there's other, and this is like you said, products. So you sell a shirt. Or whatever, or even if you just have to continue to engage with your email list, build your email list, that's probably a great way. Um, and, and more so for influencers, we create, we live off email lists, if that makes sense. Our money comes from our email list and our subscribers. But if we don't, let's say if Instagram, Facebook goes, because I think it did like a few months ago, went or whatever, when they fix the algorithms, what is going to make you money? Oh, who, how, you, how are they going to know about what you're doing? 
And so other pe- business people might check emails. Other people might, like YouTube is another one. YouTube is a search engine. They'll find you from that way Second or whatever. But engine. these social media things are not always going to be your bread and butter for how people find out about you. So that's why sometimes your ways of making your sales phone is speaking. When y'all speak or somebody hears you speaking about whatever, they're going to ask about the truth. They might ask about the truth podcast. You never know. They might just be talking the truth. They might... The blunt truth didn't I saw that. It's, it's so the shirt. blunt truth, they might you randomly talking, ran at a coffee situation, whatever. I have done it before. I don't know if you guys know Lovey. Lovey is another social influence. I met her in Chicago. She's from Chicago. So um, I met her at a coffee shop or whatever. It just so happened we just start engaging and talking and realize, oh, girl, okay, that's who you are. But it's more so when you start plugging yourself and you be like, girl, that might, yeah, my coffee was a little expensive too. Yeah, girl, that's crazy. You know, businesses they always want to overtax. I know. Girl, I talk about business all the time with my pop. You just gotta, and that way I'll be like, girl, well, let me take your contact information, girl, so you can know about my podcast. I'm the queen for shameless plug. And you just have to, like I said, like you are right now, a walking billboard, your mouth gotta just be word vomit all day, every day, the blunt truth. And so that's, but like I said, I think the email list is what's actually gonna get, get better, yeah. So the other, the other what we wanted to talk about, which of course a lot of people ask, is how how to go about getting your getting sponsors for your podcast. And so we pretty much wanted to really go in depth about at least having like a sponsor kit and a media kit, and then also the quality of your production and the quality of your product, yes, which is yes, your yes, podcast. Yes. So um, starting off before he, of course, because he's got some good good things to say. Um, how I get my sponsors is necessarily through, I'm, I'm the queen for hopping in the DM. I'm the queen for sending an email. I'm Patty. Um, and, but I have templates. I have a template for somebody I originally send it to. It's going to tell you, it's going to be my introduction of who I am, what the podcast talks about, and why I either want to interview you or why I think it's best for you to possibly be my sponsor or why I chose to contact you for sponsorship. And so if they don't respond in that, I send another email like a week later. Hey, just checking in. I wanted to know if you still were interested in being a sponsor for me or I thought this opportunity would be great for you. And I, because I don't want to spam people, I definitely ask them, let me know yes or no, you know, so I just know ahead of time, um, you know, whether or not you're interested in my brand. What I also include in that very first email is my media kit. My media kit is a one pager that I created from Canva. If you want to see what it looks like, get at the kid afterwards. Sorry, we didn't have a presentation, but it's a one sheet that has my picture on it. It has my logo on it for the podcast. It goes in depth of what Business Babe Army is and also what CEO Chats is and the conversations and how we have and why we specifically choose people. And then, like I said, the insights. And so I send that with them. The DM templates, shorter version. Short of, oh my God, I really love what you know, your, 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 what you're talking about. I love your content. I would love to have you on my show. Or I'm also a social media manager. Um, I also have automated uh, content bots that go out. Anybody that posts this business, anybody that posts black entrepreneur, automatically my my account posts and say, oh, wow, you're an entrepreneur. That's great. I would love to know more about your story. From there, if they DM me, I know you're serious, and I can ask if you want, and I can choose if you want to be a guest, or I can just, oh, wow, I'm going to follow you. Keep moving. And maybe they'll follow me. So um, those are ways that I get my sponsors, and I also get my um I get my interviews as well, but the sponsors are really, really important because they, for one, like the media kits are important because they want to know what they're paying for. 
that you like just as how you do. You want to know what you're paying for. You will try that shirt on. Make sure it look right. Make sure, you, okay, I got some blue pants that'll go with it. I got some red pants. Okay, this is going to work. I can wear this at such and such event. They're going to be looking at that almost similar to the same way. They're going to be listening. They're going to listen to about five episodes and <laughs> see. And, if you know, you have to make sure that brand is, is, is consistent. And so I want him to really talk about, like, his event sponsorships because those are really – I, I think uh, that's a good conversation for trees. Yeah, definitely. So we do some media kits and one sheets. We definitely use strong media kits for our, the events that, that, that we created. Yeah, we definitely use strong <laughs> strong media kits for the events that get created. And in the media kits, again, it's, it, it highlights, again, what we do, who I am, and the importance of why this brand should be partnering up with us. Um, before that, though, we... What I do is a targeted search on who I feel like should be actually lining with us. Like you mentioned, not everything is going to work together. So I've, I've already I've created a list of people, and I do it. I refresh it once a month. A list of brands that I personally want to target, and it might start off like you said in a mm-hmm. DM, and it start off as a just a basic conversation we'll have on social media where I just engage to see even if it's something that they might want to do or this is something that would work for me. From there, then we would go through the media kit part and see if we can actually get a negotiation about mm-hmm. you actually coming on as a sponsor. But it is levels to that as well but you definitely need to have a, a, a very um clear sales concise pitch. sales pitch yeah definitely <laughs> a clear concise media kit when you go with that though you know because people aren't going to just people are opening up a lot of emails nowadays if they are open if they even still open up their email but when you do open it up you want them to hit you want them to open up and, and see something visually that that really sells the story of what your your podcast or what your event is or whatever you're about to do is mm-hmm. so that's 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 very key you have to have a very clean concise and and visually popping um, media kit that 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 goes with the what goes with what you what you're, you're trying to shoot for as far as with the events. When it comes to events, though, again, you got to target a prop a, a brand that's gonna actually work with you. Not everybody's money is gonna be the same, you know. And and, and something that they're paying for, they might not actually get. And you want to be very careful about that. You're taking money from people with brands. Make sure that that this brand aligns with what you want to do, and make sure that that you'll be able to even. Um, you'll be able to even deliver what they need, you know? And that's another mm-hmm. thing that I've I bumped into plenty of times. Don't take something being so, so over over anxious that you can't give what they actually need. Right. And the very last, kind of so before we get kicked out, uh, <laughs> I want to say that know how much your value is. And like I was telling Trees how much it is because and research and look at other people's sponsored decks and how much they're charging for 30 second, 60 second, mid um, before or after commercial. So mids are always a little bit more expensive just because, boy, I got to cut my whole episode, put some music, transition, put you in, transition to music, then back to the episode. So that's a lot. Um, before, not so much because you talking the whole rest of the episode. They just going for the first. So that might be a little bit cheaper or so like that. But really look into a sponsor kit or a sponsor deck for podcast. And on top of that, the very like we talked about the production and the product that you're putting out. If you're looking at companies to take into you, research that company and what they do and it make sure that that aligns with how your brand looks and what you talk about on your podcast as well. So thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, yes. 
Hey babes, it's Natalie and I wanted to share with you a book that has been opening my eyes. It's called Branding Beyond Logos. So if you have been watching the Business Babe Army social media, you have seen that I have been talking about this book and I definitely have been mentioning it in the stories and I am just in awe of it. It is a branding book for business owners with no branding experience. Now I know of course I have branding experience, but this is definitely something for my business babes who are needing some branding experience, okay? It lays out seven 17 crucial elements to your brand that is not just your logo. So looking at your brand across all these elements that are laid out in this book will help you build a brand that stands out more, connects with people, and then turn your customers into advocates. So if you're a business babe that wants to have people connect deeply with what you sell, applying these brand building principles that are laid out for you in this book will help you do just that. So Ainsley Moyer shares learning from her decades spent building some of the most recognizable brands in North America. So I'm so excited to be bringing Ainsley on the show soon. And I'm just so in awe of this book. So I was lucky to get an interview with her. So before we even air that, definitely go into the show notes below and click to buy the book. Okay, buy the book. It is something that definitely, as I said, opened my eyes and I know it will help another business babe in need. You have been listening to CEO Chats with the Brown Girl CEO. If you like me that much, please make sure that you leave me a comment and a review and also subscribe. If you want to make sure that you stay connected, follow us on all social media platforms by clicking in the show notes below. Thanks and see you next week.